Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denha Garmo here. Our next guest has been on before. She is the executive director, Sean Pomaville Size. She was on last fall, and now she's joining us to talk about an event coming up in September called Explore Motor Cities Road Tour. Sean, how are you? Well, I'm doing just great, Vanessa, and thanks for having me on once more. Uh, it's my pleasure. It's great to have you on and talk with you. So tell us about this event coming up in September. So it's called Explore Motor Cities, and it's on September 19th. And it's a, a day-long self-guided tour uh, where people can go for an entry fee. They enter their car online, and they get a passport booklet, and they can go to 10 of the destinations, organizations that we have in Motor Cities on that day and get a stamp in the passport book. It's made to look like the National Park stamp. Uh, stamp and passport book and you go around to museums like um, the Henry Ford and uh, the Paquette Museum in Detroit and out to Ypsilanti to the uh, Air Museum all of these places that help preserve the auto heritage of the area and you get a stamp and then there's a grand prize at the end when we all meet back up at the Auto Hall of Fame in Dearborn. And so what is this designed to do um uh, to to bring awareness? What is it designed to do? What are you hoping that people will gain out of this? Well, we hope it's a fun way. Of first, you know, of all, we want people to have fun exploring the region's automotive history, which is the reason that this organization was created, and visit some great attractions in the meantime. So it's it'll enable folks to really see the breadth and the depth of the auto history in the southeast and central region of Michigan. So it's it's quite an unusual place. And as so much so that Congress declared a, a national heritage area. And uh, that's no easy declaration. It comes from telling a story that's very important to the history of the United States. And so we want more people to be aware of this heritage, be proud of this heritage, and look at the impact that that heritage has had on us as, as a country. So how could people participate in, in, uh, on the, at this event? Well, it's all registration online. And um, so you would go to our website, uh, which is www.motorcities.org, and you'd sign up at Explore Motor Cities. It's run by the Haggerty uh, Insurance Group is helping us by letting us use their platform for events this year. So if you're already a member of the Motor Cities National Heritage Area or already a member of Haggerty Car Club, you get a discounted rate. It costs you $25 to enter the event as opposed to $30 per car. And that's how you do it. And you can look at us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of these places, you'll be able to get more information. So I'm on your website right now and it, it's a really good website sharing the information. I know you can register there. You talk about many voices, one story. Can you share with us that angle? What do you mean by that? Oh, sure. Yes. So um, we are reaching out to make sure that the story of auto is inclusive of all backgrounds, organizations and groups who have a part of the history. And sometimes that history has never been focused on 
before. So to truly fulfill our mission, we want to make sure that we're telling that story from a diverse and inclusive range of voices and equitable. So we're talking about a shared past and we've been establishing some programs and procedures to go with that. Many Voices, One Story is one of those particular initiatives that we have done. And we started this up just this year. Um, and we are, if you go to the website, you'll see a lot of things on there. There's uh, African-American history in the auto, uh, the Mexican-American history, uh, every background, every type of diversity, people with autism. We have a great article on there about NASCAR's first driver with autism, uh, Asian-Americans in the auto industry, etc. So. It, we're kind of using as a guide um, uh, the months, the special months, like Pride Month was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we took a look at people in the auto industry. So you're looking at the calendar of the year and how it ties into what you're yeah. doing. Yep. And mm -hmm. we just finished French American Heritage Month and we're gearing up to uh, Hispanic American History Month coming up so in September. Us, that's awesome. And so tell us what kind of impact... Um, does the Motor Cities have throughout the state? Tell us, you know, what you do throughout the state. Sure, sure. So I can describe impact in two ways, uh, one through our programs, one through the economic impact. Uh, the programs are much more relatable, so let me start there. So the heritage area is more than 10,000 square miles. And if you look at a map, it goes from Saginaw, uh, all the way west to Hickory Corners, Michigan, um, all the way south to Monroe, and everything in between. So Flint, Lansing, Dearborn, Detroit. That's a huge, huge area. So in order to engage people in the auto history in that segment of our state, we created these things called stewardship communities. And it's kind of modeled uh, after the UAW stewardship groups. So we have a stewardship groups all over the state. And what the purpose of, of those stewardship groups is, is to get the local community involved in how they want to preserve their auto heritage. So for example, if you're up in Lansing, there's a, a tremendously active stewardship community in Lansing. And so they will gather together on pretty much a monthly basis and talk about how they want to approach us and work together amongst themselves to continue to tell the story and make an impact. So if you were to talk to folks up there, we've got a big group. We've got the Convention and Visitors Bureau and... We have uh, Michigan State University, which has conducted oral interviews of the U local UAW folks, put it in their archives in the, in the university there. Uh, they've done exhibits, uh, one called um, to, From the Margins to the Core, about Latino workers in Lansing. Uh, that is there also at the university. There's the R.A. Olds Museum, uh, Transportation Museum in Lansing, which holds a big part of that story, Lansing Labor Day holiday marker. So as you start to, to get to know people in these communities, that's when you get the bigger impact because they come to the table with their own passions and they say, how about this project or how about this idea? And so what happens is they come to us at the Motor Cities National Heritage Area and they could, for example, apply for a grant from us. 
So over the years we've been around, we've given out grants, uh, more than a, a million and a half dollars in grants to 300 separate awards over the years, and, and some of them being in Lansing. So that's just a, an example that happens in other stewardship communities too, like Detroit and Dearborn, Flint, et cetera. So Sean, as people start to venture out, um, what kinds of places should people consider visiting to learn more about how we put the world on wheels? Oh, they, there's so much. Anywhere you turn in the Motor Cities National Heritage Area, you've got something at your fingertips. So what we have done is try to put them all together uh, in different ways. So we have, and, and I guess it's you would go to our website once again and look at the Explore button. And so there you will find road tours that uh, we help to fund in Detroit and Lansing and other places. And then you can make your own, own road trip up throughout this area. So there's, um, there's a really cool thing that you can sort by interest. So if you are interested, say, in archives, uh, you can sort just through university and local archives about auto history and find out all the ones that are in the, the heritage area. Or if you're interested in cemeteries, you can sort that way. Or if you're interested just in Ypsilanti, you can sort that way and go to the museums in your own backyard. So there's many ways to do it. So we just, we call it Explore on the website and it's called Find Your Road Trip and then you basically take it from there. Uh, so you're listening to Inter Community. I'm talking to Sean uh, uh, Pummaville Size. She's been on before here on the show. We're talking about Explore Motor Cities Road Tour, which is happening in September. You can sign up by going to their website. And uh, there's so much to talk about, so much going on. And um, so I understand you have, uh, you know, other events to bring attention to and some of the other attractions around Detroit. What else do you want to share with us that you're doing along with this event on September 8th, 19th? Is there other things going on? Well, we're, we're fixing to have Michigan Auto Heritage Day in the fall, and that's okay. when the legislature and the governor proclaim the day uh, as Auto Heritage Day. And then we give out a series of awards to people who are, provide, uh, who are preserving this valuable history. So what we're interested in are programs that deal with auto education, heritage, tourism heritage and preservation heritage. So that's coming up. Date has not yet been set, but it's usually in October, November at the latest. So that's one thing that's coming up. And then we have our grants cycle open right now. So your listeners, I really want them to be aware that that opportunity exists. It closes uh, August 13th. So what that means is people can go online to our website and apply for a grant for a program in their own region, uh, their own nonprofit organization that is doing something to preserve this auto heritage, be it an education program that's going to go on television or radio or YouTube. Uh, we like internet-based programs right now, um, mm -hmm. post-pandemic. Um, we've been really focusing on that during the pandemic, and we, we have had great success with online programs. So we're encouraging people to continue to do that. Um, we also have uh, an you know, an array of programs that, so if you need a roof or, you know, you want to 
uh, preserve, a, make an exhibit for a certain type of car, or you want to tell the story of African-Americans in the area in auto heritage all of those are available for funding from us at this point in time. And we do this every year. So that's a really cool opportunity for all of the communities to continue to preserve this uh, remarkable history that we have. So that's going on right now. Um, we recently completed the first phase of a series of interstate highway signs that say entering the Motor City's National Heritage Area. So we've placed 15 of those around the boundaries of the National Heritage Area, which I sort of described earlier. Um, there are real boundaries into the National Heritage Area. So unlike a national park, it's not, it is not federally owned land. It's our own lived in landscape, but it does have boundaries and they sit in the office of the Department of the Interior, which is what the National Park Service is under. And so those boundaries, be they I-75, I-94, all of the freeways, 96, 696, et cetera, 275, all of them have one of these signs, or two of these signs at least, entering and exiting the boundaries of the National Heritage Area. So that's really exciting. And they have the National Park Service logo. So for us in this urban area, to be able to relate to the National Park Service is pretty unique. Um, and a lot of people don't know that the National Park Service also is in charge of preserving the cultural history of America, not just the recreational or outdoor spaces. So that's a very nice connection for us to have, and it just makes it all the more exciting to visit here or be part of the National Heritage Area. So Sean, tell us, you mentioned about the pandemic and doing things online. How did the pandemic affect the work that you do with Motor City's National Heritage? Well, like so many organizations, we pivoted to online and we looked at what could we do online to still keep the interest high in the activities of and the preservation of national heritage. So although a lot of our partners had to um, pause uh, economically and couldn't do all the work that they wanted to do, uh, such as the museum's sites, some of them so many of them were shut down, but they're all opened back up now. Um, we, we went on online with a program we created called Many Voices. Oh, no, not that one I already told you about. Well, yes, Many Voices, yeah. One Story was a result of pivoting online. But we also went online with Motor Cities at Home. And so Motor Cities at Home, we took our Speakers Bureau and basically put it online, and we had all these speakers and experts and people from museums and and that sort of thing people who've written books or created films come online once a month and uh talk to all of our members and anybody actually who wanted to tune in so we had a series of about 15 of those and we're continuing with it because of course it was really popular and like so many of these online things you're able to reach a larger audience that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do so we had people tuning in from california for example to to uh take part in these um 
one hour Motor Cities Online webinars. So we talked about the Ford Motor Company and the arsenal of democracy. We had Rosie the Riveter on. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah. we talked about yeah. improving grounds and Ford's incredible cars and the Gilmore Car Museum, a history of diversity at the Ford Motor Company. Uh, just just a, a wide variety of things. And he even strolls through some of the museums, like the Stahl's Automotive Collection. You know, they, they actually took a camera and went around and showed people everything that was in their collection as best mm -hmm. as you can in one hour. So that was kind yeah. of cool stuff. And we're yeah. hoping to continue with it. That's awesome. And so you're even involved in efforts to save pollinators. What What's that all about? How does that fit in? Yeah, so that gets back to the fact that the National Park Service does preserve landscapes and natural resources. And although it's not a big part of what Motor Cities does, because we are a city and we are in um, an urbanized area, we look for ways that, you know, we could still participate. And this is an initiative of the National Park Service. And so we're one of 55 national heritage areas, and about half of us are participating in these pollinator events. And so what we did was we said, okay, we are a large landscape with a lot of green space, and we looked to our partners and we said, is anybody already doing something with pollinators? Is anyone doing beehives or plantings and that sort of thing? And we were so pleasantly surprised about that and found out that a lot of our partners were. And so um, we just, again, um, created an umbrella where we could all come together under the banner of the National Heritage Area, the Motor Cities National Heritage Area. And we all signed these pollinator pledges and talked about what we were gonna do to try and preserve the pollinators, and, which are endangered. And uh, those are the bees, the bats, uh, birds, all of those uh, critters that help us create honey or food. Uh, pollinators account for 30% of our food on the planet. So, um, we build awareness of those kinds of things and and uh, we talk about them. We have particular events uh, highlighting them. Pollinator Week was in June. Um, so if if you want to, you can see that some of these places like the Fair Lane, the home of Clara and Henry Ford have beautiful gardens and they are all about the pollinators. There are, is the U.S. Fish and Wildlife and then some surprising places, some corporations like DTE Energy and General Motors and the Ford Motor Company and Marathon Petroleum. All of these people are working in green spaces and, and preserving them and are conscious of the pollinator situation. So what we had the opportunity to do in this June, it was super cool because we gathered during Pollinator Week at a very special place to us, which we had been working on, oh, for the last, I don't know, 10 years. Um, and that's a pocket park in Southwest Detroit. It's an interpretive park called the Fort Street. And the Fort Street Bridge Park is of course on Fort Street near Dix and by the Rouge, Ford Rouge factory. And it's the place where in 1932, during the hunger march, people marched over that bridge from Detroit to Dearborn to the Ford Motor Company 
it, it at the peak of the Great Depression in the bleak winter of March of that year, asking for jobs, asking for higher wages, uh, that sort of thing. So it was a seminal moment in UAW history. It is often looked at as one of the uh, the events that really helped the UAW become solidified and created a few years later. So that park uh, is where we held the pollinator event. So we're outdoors in a park in one of the most industrialized zip codes in the country, one of the most polluted too, but that has also been cleaned up over the years tremendously. So you have this convergence of the auto history and the environment and the UAW and these natural places. And that's where we had the pollinator event. So I really encourage people to go to that place and learn more about the Fort Street Bridge Interpretive Park. So we're talking with Sean here and we're talking about an event coming up. So much going on with Explore Motor Cities Road Tour and uh, Motor Cities National Heritage Area. Um, and so people listening again, how can they get involved? What else do you want to share with them, Sean, about getting involved with your group? Well, we'd love for you to sign up for our newsletter. We'd love for you to become a member and help us continue to preserve this unique auto heritage. So although we're funded by the National Park Service, we have to come up with a match. So every dollar we get has to be matched by a dollar locally or within the communities. So membership is a great way to do that. And they can go online and just uh, scroll down to the bottom of any page and you'll get the links about membership and the newsletter. So you can donate. Uh, you can get the newsletter, uh, you can customize a trip. And so those are all the sorts of things that we want to encourage people to do. And the newsletter is exciting because it has a story of the week. It has items like this day in auto history, which we have a huge following uh, for both of those uh, particular offerings and plus social media. So we encourage any of your listeners on social media to go to Facebook and put in Motor Cities National Heritage Area or whatever platform that they are using and they can learn all about it and keep up with the latest information about what's going on in the heritage area. Sean, what else do you want to share with us um, about uh, Motor Cities National Heritage Area and maybe uh, particular attention? I know you alluded to diversity and the national months that you follow, but anything else you want to talk about diversity and inclusion? Yeah, so we're, we're in the process of designing um, a platform where people can add their own stories. So we're not there yet, but we are mm. in the process and we're looking for a way to do that. And at that point, we are really going to be inviting the public to share their stories. So we're hoping to do it via even an app and a couple of events where we go out into the communities and, and invite people to come in and, and share their stories. So they might have a story about their grandfather working on the line. They might have, you know, artifacts such as his union card or his staff card with one of the big three or something that we want to be able to give the whole community the opportunity to preserve and share that story. So that's really a goal right now. And we're writing grants to, to get that done. Um, so that, but it is something that we want to do in order to be inclusive um, and to be telling all the stories that need to be told out there. 
Um, Sean, thank you so much for being with us. Um, again, why don't you give out your information one more time and anything else that you want to share that I didn't ask you we have about a minute or so left with you? Well, I just, I think, I guess what I want to do is make sure or try to inspire people with the uniqueness of this region. And we like to say that we are the area that put the world on wheels. And we are the area that tells the story of how our tinkerers became titans and how auto and labor helped to build the middle class and transformed manufacturing even worldwide. So we want to use this story to promote the region, both economically and culturally. So the more people know about it, the better. The more they get out there and join in and with what's going on, the better. We're even creating a program aimed at a young people right now. It's a junior ranger program. It's about to launch uh, in early 2022 online. So it'll be a way for teachers and students to go online and learn about this awesome history that we have and earn badges and stamps, etc. The same way you would in a national park, talk to a ranger and learn something about a national park and you earn a badge. So we are creating that uh, with a grant from the National Park Foundation. And we're really, really excited about that, which is coming up. So again, the easiest way to get a hold of us and find out more is to go to www.motorcities.com. MotorCities.org. It's Motor Cities National Heritage Area. Sean, thank you so much for joining us here on It's Your Community. Thanks, Vanessa. If you have any questions or comments, show topics you want me to get to, you can reach out to me, Vanessa Denha. You can go to Epiphany Communications and Coaching. You can find me on all the social media platforms. I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Epiphany Communications and Coaching on Facebook. You can private message me on any of the platforms or email me uh, at my company's website. As always, we remind our listeners to connect, to communicate, and to collaborate with your community. Thanks for listening. It's your community a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.